Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that meet in your face. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hi, this is Doug, and this is the Homegrown Remix Podcast, where every week four Crossroads Farm students get together and digest, dissect, discuss the talk and the topic for the night. So it's always kind of fun, as always, brought to you by delicious Rich Roast Coffee. It lets us share our love of coffee with you. So uh, that's what we're doing. Um, I've got four friends to introduce to you. I'll let them introduce themselves to you. So, Hi, my name is Caleb Blanius. Uh, I'm a senior, and uh, I go to Hillsdale High School. I'm Abby Kling, and I'm a senior at Reading High School. My name is Brandon Miner, and I'm a 7th grader at Quincy Middle School. Hi, I'm Eliza Nottingham. I'm a junior, and I'm homeschooled. Homeschooled. All right. That's great. So tonight we talked about uh, the, uh, the discussion was whether or not natural means that it's good. Because people always say, hey, it's natural, so it's totally good. Is that true? How, how, what do we talk about tonight? Is it true? If it's natural, is it good? No. Okay, and you're going to have to give me more than one word answers. Well, is an ivy's natural, but do we run and make our bed in it? No. Not smart people, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. All right, anything else? Anything else that's negative, bad for you, that you'd say, yeah, this is natural, but I don't really want to do it? Like smoking? Like marijuana and drugs and like that that's natural but it's not it doesn't mean it's a good thing for you really really true so if if smoking was good then running into burning buildings and inhaling wouldn't give you smoke inhalation and you wouldn't die that way right so it's kind of bad even though it's kind of a natural process um so i felt like tonight's talk was pretty heavy it it was like it's a lot to process do you agree with that uh, if you do, why? If you don't, why? What's your take? I think it was pretty heavy because we have to learn to let God control our desires and not have us control it, which is really hard as also teenagers because we want to do what we want instead of what God wants us to do. So that can be like really taken to the heart. Anybody else? Um, I would say the same thing because uh, there's in past talks, there's always been like, Hey, uh, control what you can control, but like there's some things that are natural that are affected, and you can't control that. So we go with the unnatural thing to try to abide it and just work around it sometimes. So let me ask uh, like a little different way on this. So we know that natural is not necessarily positive. Um, we just legalized pot. I'm not asking you to make necessarily a political statement, but. Pot's been legalized, which means that there's no, for you guys, you're underage, so there are rules, you can't do that, it's still illegal. But for adults, adults can smoke pot, and yet it has the potential to control, it has the potential to uh, take, yeah, kill brain cells, take away my motivation, it's bad for my lungs. Even something like vaping, it's legal unless you're underage, but kids vape and it's bad for your lungs, it's bad for your health, it's a bad idea. It can be addictive because uh, most vapes add uh, chemicals that make it addictive. So I'm still addicted. Uh, so why do you think anybody adds addictive stuff? Like why is addiction so hard? Because uh, like they see a friend do it and they think it's cool or something like that and think, well, if he does it, it's fine. And like I think some people like 
like they think they make a point in their head, but deep down they know they didn't make a point at all and just give themselves and get try to give themselves selves an excuse to do it. Hmm. It's a good take. It's really good. So has uh, has anyone ever used the well? It's natural, or God made it, so it's totally good. Has anybody used that discussion with you guys? Yes. Yeah. All right. So yes. tell me about it. I mean, give me. A, you don't use names, but you know, tell me about the situation. Well, at my daycare, uh, there was this plant, and it wasn't a plant that you should like eat. It was just like a weed or something, like just a ton of weed just sitting there. And like you know, the lemon plants that are like they taste like kind of like lemons. Yeah. Well, like. Uh, I thought that it was the same one, and like my like it was like a thirteen year old kid. I don't remember his name. He was telling me not to eat it, but I told him it was natural, and uh, that makes it fine. <laughs> nice. So, uh, have you guys ever seen? And probably not, but there was a movie called Into the Wild. Do you know what it was about? Isn't it like the monsters? About or a dog? No, it wasn't about a dog or monsters. It's just about a guy. <laughs> So there was a guy who graduated from high school and um, his parents gave him a car and said, we're excited for you to go to college. And he basically left home and then ditched his car, like basically ditched his car and hitchhiked across the country and then just lived his life on the road. Just really wanted to abandon all things that, you know, were man-made, just the trappings of, of society. So he didn't need a cell phone. He didn't really want to be a part of um, any kind of job or institution. And he just traveled. And uh, he'd work jobs when he got a chance because he knew he needed money to, you know, to eat. So he'd make some jobs and he met some people. And he got to the Colorado River and he uh, had never been kayaking before. And he got into the Colorado River, which actually has some class six rapids and survived it, was really excited, ended up just outside of the Gulf of Mexico, as the story goes, and had to sneak back into the country because he, of course, didn't have a passport. He'd burned all his ID. Um, Left there and went up to Alaska. So this is the long story. Went to Alaska and determined he was going to live on his own. Had a 22 rifle, um, and um, he went in. And as the spring thaw happened, the river got high and he couldn't get out. He couldn't leave. Found an old transit bus, an Anchorage transit bus. um, And I think it was Anchorage. And like lived in this bus. In the meantime, he has to eat. So he takes his 22 rifle, doesn't really see a lot of animals, shoots a moose, but he can't preserve the meat. So he loses the meat trying to smoke it, to preserve it, starts starving to death. Um, Used a field guide to determine what berries he could eat. Picked the wrong berries, completely natural, and essentially poisoned himself and started to die. He died in the bus. Um, Really sad story because it's a really young guy. Did everything that was natural and still died. I think when we use that, it's natural, so it's good. There are a lot of problems with that argument, like a lot. So it sounded like a re-preached, I didn't want to. Has anyone ever used the God made it, so it's good discussion with you guys? You ever heard that? Yeah, quite a few times, actually. Okay, what are they talking about? Uh, so sometimes... My grandpa, he gets mad at us grandchildren, so he's like, you see this? Uh, he's like, yeah, God made it. 
I'm gonna whoop you. And he's talking about like a paddle or something. He says, in the name of God, I'm gonna beat the devil out of you. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's scary. All right. So, did God make anything that was bad? Because when he got done with creation, he said, it's good. How, how do I deal with that? He said, it's good, but there's stuff that's not, like pit vipers, they bite you, you die. Well, pit vipers didn't have the venom, or I believe that nothing bad happened until after we sinned. Hmm. Uh, yeah, like he gave us a choice, like it was a good world, and like he gave like Adam and Eve the choice to like uh, eat from the tree, and they decided to do it, so they sinned. Yeah. And so I basically we had a choice, and we pretty much blew it. Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. So, would you have blown the same opportunity if you were in the garden? Got one tree, not supposed to eat. Do you think you'd go? I I don't need that. Uh, I don't need that fruit. I got all these other fruits. Or do you think probably if the devil was like, no, but look at how pretty. You really want this one. This one's really smart. You could become like God if you ate it. Would that be a temptation to you? Because for me, I mean, yeah. If somebody tells me I can't, I almost want to more. Yeah, I think a lot of teenagers are tempted with by anything. And if anyone was in that situation, I feel like they'd want to experience it yeah yeah experience is a big deal so people use this argument did you gain any kind of discussion point what would you what would you say to somebody who's like god made it god doesn't make bad things so it's natural i can do it i hear that about sex all the time like hey that's natural it's totally natural well but god also laid down these Law, well, not so much laws, but like um, instructions of how we should properly use this good thing. Mm -hmm. What happens is us humans, we take this good thing and we mess it up. Because <laughs> we get tempted by the littlest things and we're so easily pulled into it because of our natural human desire. Yeah. Yeah, like, just like Adam and Eve, like, the devil is, like, tempting them into doing it. So that's pretty much just, like, what, like, teenagers and stuff like that is happening. Yeah. Have you ever used the, well, I'm better than this person, at least I don't do this, so I'm, I'm good? Yeah. Like, you know, well, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people say that all the time. Well, as long as I'm better than this person, I feel good about myself, and it shouldn't be that way. You can always find somebody worse than you. Like, pretty much, you can always go, well, I'm better than Adolf Hitler. I know that. I got that better. I'm better than Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't eat my friends, so that's definitely better, right? All right, so uh, let me ask you another question. When you think about each day, does it help you thinking about making decisions every day for God? Like, when you wake up, today is an opportunity to be obedient does that help or is it almost worse? Or is it just something we don't wake up thinking? Like today I get to obey God. I don't usually. I, like if I'm being honest, I don't wake up and like think that. When I get the opportunity to do something like that, I'm usually like, yes, let's uh, go God. <laughs> Today's gonna be a rough day, but we got this. Or I got, yeah, we got this. <laughs> yeah, right. I would but, say it's like, for me, um, you just, wake up and it just depends on the situation. Cause like, 
in my family, I'm the only one that goes to church. So every day, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, is God going to help me try to get them closer? Or, like, are they going to get pulled away more? So, like, how am I going to react to the choices that they're making? Yeah, like, uh, and I can't remember if it was Nick or Ben's testimony. Nick, he yeah. said, like, uh, he went to, like, the camp and, like, he felt God and, like, he felt him going through. But when he went home, that's, like... When I go to Crossroads and like it's like church and Crossroads on the same day, so I like feel God. And, like Monday, like I wake up, like yeah, I get to pray to God, and then Tuesday it's just, it's not. It's hard, man. The world just crushes in on us. It tries to take away our resolve. That that's really true of everything. Like I think that's why so much divorce exists. I think that's why there's so many, you know, there's so much drug addiction. There's so much uh, theft. We wake up and I might make the best possible decision today, but in two or three days, I kind of feel alone. So what do you say to somebody who's like, I, I want to make the right decision. I want to live a bigger life. I don't want to make mistakes. I, you know, I want to honor God, but I feel lonely doing it. What, you know, what do we do? How do we uh, resolve that? Um, for example, like, if something's wrong with someone, I'll be like, hey, I'm here for you. Like, no matter what the situation is, I'm going to try to give you, like, the best advice that I can give without being judgmental for it. So, like, if someone needs help, I just try to be there the best of my ability. So, it, uh, if I hear you right, you're saying, look, I'm just going to be in this with people so they're not alone. Or, like, uh, like, one night... You get, like, when that person's sad, you can, like, explain to them, like, if they're an atheist, you can, like, tell them about God and, like, tell them if you pray, it'll, like, feel better. Like, that's what I do. Like, when I'm sad or something, I'll just pray and, like, I'll feel a little bit better, but not totally better, but I'll still feel better. Right. Both my friend and I struggle with the same temptation, so her and I both send each other Bible verses, or we'll keep each other accountable, and we'll be like, hey, how are you doing today? What's... What's the status on our temptation level here? Is it a high or low? How are we doing? Yeah. So it's been nice to have that connection. So definitely accountability, finding someone who can keep you in line, but at the same time, a reminder, like, even if I get a text message from this person saying, hey, it doesn't even have to be, hey, how are you doing on this accountability thing? It's, I just know that I have this connection with this person and we both struggle and we both are trying our hardest to resist this. and. Mm-hmm. It's been great. So accountability is a good thing, too. All right. So, Abby, what do you say to somebody uh, who's in pretty deep? They're like, yeah, I know that God has an ideal, but I'm going out with a guy, and I'm pretty committed, and I've already made the mistakes that I'm going to make, and um, I'm just in way deep on this relationship. What do you say to them? Um, I feel like I would say, like, understand where you're coming from but if that's not what God wants you to do I think you should like pray about it try and understand why he doesn't want you and I would try and like encourage them to um, realize things because I know relationships can be very blinding and you only see the good in somebody so it's hard as a person you're like well I want this but God doesn't want it but I want to still pursue it well you have to let your guard down and just pray about it and ask God and I would just try and support them and be like I will pray with you I'll be there with you and 
help them to realize what's going on. Yeah. This uh, Christianity thing, I think I said a couple times, so anything bigger and better is harder than anything that's not. Like, it's really easy to be average. It's really hard to be exceptional. It's really easy to live without faith. It's really hard to live with faith. It's really easy to make bad decisions. It's really hard to consistently make good decisions. So last, uh, last shot. So you get to fire a warning shot and say, all right, so this is my takeaway from tonight. This is what I learned from tonight. What is it? It's not worth it. What's not worth it? Like, what people, like, try to pressure you into or, like, uh, like give you excuses to why it's a good thing. It's not, it's not worth it. Hmm. It's good. Yeah, I agree with him um, that we can't give in to temptations and let God... Um, show us that it's not right. I think I also took out of it that I need to like trust God more and like what He has plans for me and um, what His desires are and not what my desires are to um, just trust in Him and pray about it. Hmm. Anything else? Takeaway on today. My takeaway on tonight is before I make a decision on what I think is right or wrong or when somebody's got a really good argument with me and almost convinced me double check with what I've learned from church or from God's true word and law of what is true not what is just natural to me or to this other person it's good anything else well this is kind of off topic and like we saw it so we're studying religion in social studies class. Yeah. And we're learning about this lady who converted. She was a Roman raised Catholic, but she converted to Muslim because of just one question she heard. And it was, if Jesus is God, why does he praise God? Yeah. So um, I don't know if you're asking or if that's just an interesting question. Yeah. The, the answer is because there's a trinity. Um, Islamic faith does not recognize a trinity. They don't even really understand it. They think they're... That's three gods, and that means that you have multiple gods. And, and according to Islamic faith, Islam, there's one god, his name is Allah, right? And so they don't necessarily get that. Um, and the answer is actually in the book of Genesis, Genesis, very first verse, it says that God uh, moved across the face of the deep, and it's actually, it uses a plural form. Like there's more than one person in the Godhead. It's one God, but they have distinct personalities, if that makes sense. I, I can't explain it because I'm human, right? Yeah. So I don't get how God does that. I know this, that, that Jesus is fully God and he was fully human. The Holy Spirit is fully God and he's, he lives in me. And I don't get it, but I, I know that it's true. And so my answer is, that's why the Trinity was important. It's also really interesting that Christianity is the only religion that has a, has a God with distinct personalities, but is still one God. It's really a big deal. Like, everybody else just makes up another God. Or says, no, there can't be. It's just one God who does everything. And in Scripture, only Jesus came to earth because... Only God knew that we needed somebody to live in flesh. It's kind of a cool thing, right? That's a great question, though. I love it. 
People ask a million questions and they get mad at God all the time. And I say, well, you wouldn't be mad if you didn't exist. So maybe we can answer the questions, you know. Hey, this has been good. It's been a lot of fun uh, in terms of sin. You know, you were talking about it. And I, I think the important thing to remember is that sin always costs more than you think. And it always delivers less than you'd hoped for. And that's always true. So uh, until next week, we'll see you. It's been great. Thank you, guys. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious Rich Roast Coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.